What's up, Kyle? I am on my way home from work uh, here in Virginia, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Headed back to the house. Me and my fiance are planning on having a cheap wedding so we can have a bomb-ass honeymoon and haven't traveled much. I thought you'd be a good guy to get some uh, recommendations from on where to go, somewhere by a beach, maybe some snorkeling, maybe some paddle boarding. Um, we're looking for the perfect place. I uh, thought you might have some recommendations. Thanks. Congratulations on your engagement, Hunter, and thank you for sending that little voice memo in. A couple spots that I would recommend. One is La Paz, Mexico. La Paz is in southern Baja, and it has really deep, clear water that's great for snorkeling. And you can dive with whale sharks out there, which are one of the largest animals in the world. And when you dive with this animal, it feels like you are in the water with a dinosaur. And they're totally safe to be around, and you can get really close to them. And I had a chance to do that once, and it was one of the top experiences of my life. Whale sharks have these white spots on their backs, and the way that marine biologists will identify the sharks is with the same technology that astronomers use to map constellations which is a fun little factoid. Um, so yeah, La Paz has this bay and all the juvenile whale sharks hang out in there. And there's good uh, food as well. Um, you can get out of La Paz and drive on these dirt roads. and You're surrounded by 10-foot tall cactus. It's real dry, that kind of classic you know, dirt road, cactus, beautiful sunset, southern Baja vibe. So I recommend that spot. Kauai is hard to beat, real lush, tropical, um, amazing people, good food. The Hawaiian culture is just, um, it's so unique and so beautiful, so much to learn. Um, and really, all the Hawaiian islands are hard to beat. The Big Island's great, too. The Big Island's great for its diversity, because I think it has something like 11 of the 13 microclimates just on that island. So in an hour, you can be in a lush rainforest and also a desert and also have a snowball fight on the top of a mountain. So that's a really cool spot as well. Um, and that's where Kona Brewing Company is based. I go to the Big Island quite a bit for hunting trips. Um, hope that is a nice little starter kit for you. And I wish you the best with your darling. Congratulations again. Hey, everyone. How you doing out there? Hope your day is going great. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. Before we get this episode going, I want to send a huge shout out to Mudwater for supporting this show. Mudwater is a chai mushroom blend that I drink every single day. It's helping to wean me off of coffee, or if I'm feeling sneaky, I'll just put some in my coffee. It has chaga, reishi, mushroom, cacao, lion's mane, turmeric. Mudwater was recently highlighted in an article by The Guardian, and in it, it talked about the properties of the chaga mushroom. Here's a sentence from that article. In mouse studies, researchers found that extracts from chaga mushrooms enhanced learning and memory, reduced inflammation, increased exercise endurance and lowered blood sugar. Lion's mane mushrooms have also been found to speed wound healing and help repair nerves in injured rats. 
So check these guys out. I link to them on my website as well as in the um, the description below. I also want to send a huge shout out to Santa Cruz Medicinals. Santa Cruz Medicinal blah, 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 Medicinals make CBD products. I put their CBD coconut oil into my mud water also every day. I think it helps smooth out the flavor and it's great for inflammation. For those of you guys who listen to my podcast regularly, you'll know that I recently snapped my right arm kite surfing and I've been using their CBD every day um, and it helps. They also make CBD vape pens, which I was never really that into until I broke my arm and it really does help with the pain. Um, and those pain meds that doctors give you, those things will mess you up, man. They're highly addictive and they're not good. So if you can, for me to be able to take less of those during the first few days after my surgery um, and kind of offset that with the CBD vape pen was massive. So if you guys want all of that, you can get it for half price on my website as a bundle. So you can go to my website, kyle.surf, and you can get CBD coconut oil, a large canteen of mud water, and a signed copy of Blue Mind by Wallace J. Nichols. Wallace J. Nichols is one of my favorite authors who has been on this podcast twice, and you can get all three of these products for just 50 bucks. So this is a $100 value for just 50 bucks. Go to my website, kyle.surf, and snag it, and I will ship it to your doorstep, and you hopefully will enjoy it. Anyway, that's it. That's the ads. But um, before we get this one going, I also want to let you know that I uh, I recently released the Motherfucker Awards. Most of you know about this already, but for those of you who don't, uh, it's a big comedy project that I produced with my friend Chris Ryan, who is a fellow podcaster. He does Tangentially Speaking that I always recommend to people. It's one of the best podcasts out there. And the Motherfucker Awards are a show that um, it was an awards show. We celebrated the companies that fuck Mother Earth the hardest. So um, we got all these famous comedians to go up and give acceptance speeches on behalf of the companies. Like they're really proud of all the destruction that they're doing. Um, so you can go to motherfuckerawards.com or just click it in the link below this podcast and uh, hope you get a good laugh. We also now really want these companies to feel honored for their hard work fucking mother earth so if you see one of our winners be it coca-cola which is the largest plastic polluter of our oceans globally or uh purdue pharma which uh, brought oxycontin to market and lied about its addictive properties and is now responsible for the opioid epidemic which by the way is the leading cause of death in young people in america ahead of car accidents and smoking um, if you see any of these companies around town, you can take a, a selfie and give them the selfie salute. So you can flip them off and then post that photo to Instagram and congratulate them on their award. And if you tag us and you tag the company in your post, that will put you in the running to win a Traeger wood-fired grill and a Patagonia wetsuit. Given out a couple of these things um, and the whole thing is going to be over in the next uh, month and a half. So go out there, extra points for enthusiasm, extra points for comedy. And, uh, you know, we really want these companies to feel honored for all of their hard work. So thanks for getting into it. It's been a fun project. And with that, I'm going to read you an article that I wrote for Adventure Sports Network. 
This article is called The Blame Game. If a tragedy occurs in big wave surfing, who's at fault? As winter is here, the big wave community examines a wanting safety infrastructure. By me, Kyle Tierman. As big wave phenom Albie Lair kicked out of a wave at Jaws on the last swell of the year, he looked back and saw 15 or so wave runners floating in the channel, the majority of which had photographers perched on the back of them. Last year at Jaws, there were 60 surfers in the water and like two skis running safety, Lair told ASN. The other skis were driving photographers. This is unacceptable. It's unsafe and it's downright stupid. Although the risk in big wave surfing has been partially mitigated in recent years with the invention of the inflatable vest, wave runners are still a crucial safety tool in lineups around the world. If a surfer has a bad wipeout, a wave runner can rush in and scoop them up. However, on any given swell, only a handful of surfers hire drivers dedicated to looking out for them. Typically, surfers rely on the good faith of whoever is running safety to rescue them. Wave runner drivers, however, can make upwards of $600 per day by allowing photographers to sit on the back of their skis and take photos from the channel. The ski drivers weren't making any money, and they were risking their own safety to rescue strangers, Layer says. The problem comes when a disaster occurs. If someone were to go down, who's that going to fall on? Asks 2012 Big Wave World Champion Peter Mel. Of course, the world's going to look directly at that guy who's quote-unquote running safety. Each year, more and more surfers are eager to test themselves at premier big wave spots like Mavericks, Jaws, and Nazare. The question is, do surfers have an obligation to account for their own wave runners? Do drivers have an obligation to save anyone in the lineup? Would it make sense to chip into a collective safety fund, or should everyone continue to fend for themselves? Activities like skiing, rock climbing, and hiking have already had their own versions of the who's responsible conversation. According to Mother Nature Network, in 2014, the National Park Service conducted more than 2,600 search and rescues, spending more than $4 million in taxpayer dollars. As a result, New Hampshire passed laws that established a program called Hike Safe. This program gives individuals the option to purchase $35 insurance cards to offset the full costs of a rescue. In 2015, a family who didn't purchase the Hike Safe cards was hit with an estimated $500 bill from the New Hampshire Fish and Game Department after they got lost on their hike and required search and rescue. The collective pot model is already implemented on big wave days within smaller groups of surfers. One safety driver can keep an eye on about four surfers at any one time, so a group of four surfers could pay $150 each to match what a ski driver could get from a photographer. Like backcountry snowboarders who hate resorts, though, surfers cringe at any talk of further systematizing the sport. The idea of a larger collective pot where every surfer at Mavericks paid $35, or likely much more, to get saved also possesses the basic problem of knowing who paid. I can attest from personal experience that collecting beer money from surfers is hard enough, let alone accounting for 60 surfers on a big day at Mavericks. 
Tucker Patton, a blonde 37-year-old outdoorsman and lead guide at Triple Point Expeditions, has a unique skill set of being both a helicopter ski guide as well as a wave runner driver at Mavericks. Unfortunately, I've lost a ton of friends skiing. It felt like for a while I was getting bad news about a close friend every winter, Patton told ASN. The frequency of deaths on the mountain led to the advent of the American Avalanche Association, a group which offers courses in assessing avalanche risk conditions. If you're buried by an avalanche, you have about 15 minutes to live, Patton says. The American Avalanche Association teaches classes on how to use a beacon, probe, and backpack with an airbag. But that's not a license to do whatever you want. If you need to use anything, you've done something wrong. The classes are more about how to avoid those mistakes. After Sion Malowski's death at Mavericks in March of 2011, Cole Christensen, a Hawaiian big wave surfer and avid snowboarder, and fellow big wave charger Danilo Kuto created the Big Wave Risk Assessment Group, or BRAG. The risk management in the snow world is so much more advanced, Christensen told ASN in a 2017 interview. There are so many more safety systems set up to prepare for avalanches and other dangers. But in surfing, there isn't any structure for surfers who aren't lifeguards or who don't do junior guards as a kid. This April, up Pupakea Road on the north shore of Oahu, I sat in a yoga room that was used for the day's level one brag course, led by Danilo Kuto. On the table in front of him sat a Patagonia inflation vest, a tourniquet, and a defibrillator. Over the course of the seven-hour class, the four other surfers and I learned basic first-aid skills, as well as risk assessment protocols, such as spotting hazards before paddling out and learning universal hand signals. Bragg is also in the process of creating a fund from their courses to pay for safety teams to be present on XXL days. On the last Fiji swell, we were able to use Bragg funds to help bring safety teams over to watch out for all the guys, Kuto told ASN. The idea is still in the initial stages, but we want to be able to do more of this as Bragg grows. Frank Chiardi from Powerlines Media has rescued more people at Mavericks than anyone else, and he's done it on his own accord. He agreed with Mel and Lair that responsibility should be put on the individual, and wishes that fewer people expected to get saved without paying. It's not cheap to be out there all day, says Chiardi. A new ski is around $15,000, a sled is $1,500, and gas is $70, and tune-ups are expensive too. The growing trend in society has been to care more about how an experience looked than how it felt. We spend more time adjusting our plate of food to take the perfect photo than we do considering the nutritional substance of the meal itself. This misguided outlook can bleed into lineups and result in the situation Lair called out at Jaws this year. If you want to have photos, that's the bottom of the list, says Mel. You need to take care of your safety first. Once again, that was a story that I wrote for Adventure Sports Network. That story is up on my website. Feel free to leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about it. My website, kyle.surf, is also a great place to just leave comments in general about episodes. If you have feedback um, on the episode or on the show itself, you can head over there. You can also send those groovy little voice memos to info at kyle.surf. Let me know who you are, where you're listening in from, and I would love to play it at the beginning of the show. Once again... 
I'm doing the box of goodies so you can get mud water, CBD, and a signed copy of Blue Mind by Wallace J. Nichols for just 50 bucks on my website, kyle.surf. That is a $100 value, and uh, it's a great way to support the podcast and get some goodies. Finally, don't forget to check out the Motherfucker Awards if you haven't yet. And with that, um, that's it. Hope you have a great day. Hope you get out in the water, whatever body of water you're closest to. Be that a lake, stream, river, bathtub, or ocean. It will make your day better. And thanks so much for listening to this show. See you soon. Oh, forgot. Here's a song by the killers called pinstripe love seat these guys listen to the podcast i will link to their band page in the show notes below uh if you're a musician you want to send me some music you can email it to info at kyle.surf i'd love to play it all right goodbye for real this time <laughs>